Hello everyone. My name is John and welcome to episode 21 of the Tech Leader Pro podcast. Today I'm going to discuss how our relationship with the office has changed in recent years, perhaps forever. So let's get started. At the beginning of my technology career, approximately 20 years ago, my attendance every day was compulsory. For my first job after university, I worked in a professional services role that required customer interactions. And as those customers were in finance, I had to wear a suit every day. Work back then was formal, and so was my attire. Over time, the technology field became ever more informal, and honestly, I have not worn a suit in five years. I went from going to the office every day to not going at all for one to two years, just like everybody else during the pandemic. Now that we are in the post-pandemic period, we may have expected a large-scale return to the office, but that has not materialized. It seems to me that our relationship with the office as a concept has changed forever. From a leadership perspective, that has dramatic implications on our team cultures, in particular for social cohesion. I thought it would be interesting to discuss these trends and will use my own experiences as a frame of reference, but I'm sure others listening can relate. To give this episode some structure, I will use the following timeline of office trends. In the early period, we had private offices. Secondly, we went to open plan offices. Thirdly, shared offices. And finally, fourthly, remote and hybrid where we are today. So let's begin by looking at private offices, something that few of us have experienced. In their 1999 book, Peopleware, Productive Projects and Teams, by Tom DeMarco and Timothy Lister, The authors discuss the benefits of private offices for knowledge workers, namely having a private office with a door that they can close in order to reduce distractions. In fact, the title of chapter 12 of that book is, quote, bringing back the door, end quote. However, they are not advocating a single person per office. For example, on page 79 of the second edition, they say, quote, but enclosed office spaces need not be one person offices. The two or three or four person office makes a lot more sense, particularly if office groupings can be made to align with the work groups, end quote. During my career, I did not receive a private office with my own door until I reached VP level. By then, I was no longer coding, but I was taking so many calls each day, I was happy to have a door that I could close in order not to annoy everyone else in the team with my constant chatter. Weirdly, we still see a corporate office culture that treats a private office as a right of seniority, rather than a reflection of the type of work being carried out by the people inside the room. There is still a place for private offices, but due to costs, they are largely dying out, which is a real shame. Now let's look at open plan offices. For most of my professional career, starting out as a software engineer and moving into various software engineering management positions, I have worked in an open office plan. I've never liked these spaces as they are so full of distractions that can impact upon the concentration of the knowledge workers. In my first role after graduating, I worked in a professional services department of a financial software company. I shared the same floor as our sales and account management teams who were constantly on calls. Many of the engineers, myself included, opted to use expensive noise cancellation headphones to at least be able to control what they listened to be it music, radio, or podcasts, anything to drown out the din. Ultimately, the sales guys were doing nothing wrong. They were doing very important work. 
but they were unknowingly impacting upon the morale of the engineers who were building the very product they were trying to sell. To help mitigate such situations, many of the experienced engineers asked to be able to work from home to enable them to get into the deep levels of concentration required for some of their harder work. Surely this is the failing of the modern open office design ethos. In order to get some real work done, many felt the need to abandon the office and go home. Next up, let's look at shared office spaces. In more recent years, I started to work at a company that had just opened a new office in my home city. Instead of renting their own office in an unfamiliar new city, it seems that many companies now prefer to rent desks in a shared office space instead, which allows them to grow organically by adding more desks until they are big enough to rent their own place and move out. From a financial perspective, this rent desks not square meters model makes sense. You add more desks as you add more teammates, rather than renting x hundred square meters of space that remain empty until you hire new people. However, from a productivity perspective, I found that working in a shared office space is even worse than an open plan office. Let me explain why next. The shared office space experienced a hipster-filled boom in the 2010s, with companies such as WeWork leading the charge. From their website at the time, they stated, quote, Whether you need a desk, office suite, or entire HQ, we create environments that increase productivity, innovation, and collaboration. End quote. It is that promise of easily scaling your space as your company scales that is enticing, along with the promised increase in collaboration as you mix with founders and knowledge workers from other companies in the same space. But how realistic is that? From my own experience, you perceive other companies sharing your building more with suspicion than collaboration, as you compete with them for office space, shared meeting rooms, kitchen space, and even sitting space at lunchtime. I never seen people for one company sitting with others from a different company at lunch, for example. It just never happened. Instead, I sat with my own company teammates so that we could talk freely about our current projects and issues. But you could not talk too loudly as you were afraid of who might be listening. So you and your teammates knowingly started to speak in code about certain projects and customers to obfuscate your conversations, which starts to become ridiculous very quickly. Some other problems that come to mind from that period Number one, not being able to adjust climate control in your rooms, this is centrally controlled. Number two, overhead lights that switch off after a certain time if no motion is detected. Number three, people walking through the corridors between offices, speaking loudly on cell phones. Nobody polices bad behavior. Number four, email spam from the company running the office space. Number five, no input into repair schedules for the building, fire alarm tests, etc. Drilling and hammering during calls and meetings was not uncommon. I complained about this, but it still happened. Number six, dogs being allowed into the office building. I like dogs, but when the owners do not watch them and they end up walking into your office, they can become an unwelcome guest. Number seven, security generally is more compromised. Having your own server racked is a real issue in a shared cabinet, which you do not control access to, well, you never build enough facial familiarity with your fellow office mates to know if someone walking through a door or across a floor is a friendly colleague or a burglar. And there's many, many more. While I enjoy the novelty of working in a shared office space and the interior design and stylish vibe certainly impress our guests to the office, that novelty wore very thin after a few months of dealing with the above issues. I really cannot recommend them 
and feel the office design industry has gone from bad, which is open plan office, to worse, which is shared office space. Once the pandemic hit, however, those shared office spaces took a very hard hit. Let's discuss that abrupt transition next. So now we reach the new normal, remote and hybrid. After the lockdown hit, we were all sent home for one to two years. That dramatically altered the office culture that we had before, and the residual nature of those changes will last for years. Gone were the casual conversations over tea or coffee, the drinks after work, the lunches in the park, or simply bumping into a colleague in the corridors. Instead, we all became avatars on Zoom or Slack. So much so that many organizations, mine included, people had to be encouraged to switch on their cameras simply to let others see what they looked like. Speaking as someone who met my wife in the office and always enjoyed the pints after work on a Friday evening in my hometown of Dublin, I felt extremely sorry for younger colleagues during this period when their office-based social life was wiped out. Apart from the social aspects, there was also the career progression opportunities. Human beings are social creatures and are influenced via social events. A senior manager is more likely to promote someone they like and trust and it is extremely difficult to build that trust when your FaceTime opportunities are reduced to zero. At this stage, I hope I am building a compelling case for a return to the office. But does this have to be full-time? In my opinion, in tech, the office culture will never return to the way it was before. The so-called Zoomer generation, who grew up with tablets in their hands, place less emphasis on FaceTime as older generations like mine. Getting those folks to return to the office full-time is a red line for them. They are more likely to take a role with your competition instead. So unless the industry makes a joint effort for everyone to return at the same time, this is not going to happen. The answer, in my opinion, is to go for a hybrid approach. Let people decide when they come to the office and when they don't. They can self-organize into schedules of meetings in the office and quite concentrated work at home. Depending on their home setup, Many prefer to come to the office every day. That should be supported too. Basically, the best response is flexibility. And the more flexibility you show as a leader, the more loyal your team members will be. If work is shaped around their lives, it is sustainable in the long term, and they are likely to stay longer. I believe our relationship with the office has changed forever. So let's do a recap of what was covered today. At the beginning of my tech career, some 20 years ago, Attendance at the office was mandatory. Work was formal and so was my attire. Now that we are in the post-pandemic period, we may have expected a large-scale return to the office, but that has not materialized. From a leadership perspective, that has dramatic implications on team cultures, in particular for social cohesion. Simply put, it's harder to build social bonds remotely. For the whole industry, I believe we have gone through four big trends with the office. Private offices, open plan offices, shared offices, and finally remote and hybrid, which brings us up to the day. Each trend has its benefits and issues, and the current trend of remote work or hybrid of remote and office is no different. For example, a senior manager is more likely to promote someone they like and trust, and it is extremely difficult to build that trust when your FaceTime opportunities are reduced to zero. The younger generation of engineers no longer want to go to the office, however, and will often refuse a job offer if office attendance is mandatory. The answer, in my opinion, is to go for a hybrid approach. Let people decide when they come to the office and when they don't. Lastly, I would like to briefly mention our sponsor, 5.today, 
which is the ideal product to help busy tech leaders to manage their days. 5.today is a highly secure personal productivity application designed to help you manage your priorities more effectively by focusing on your five most important tasks that you need to achieve each day. Our goal is to help you keep track of all of your tasks, notes and journals in one beautifully simple place, which is highly secure via end-to-end -end encryption. Visit the URL 5.today to sign up for free. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to covering the next topic in the series with you soon. In the interim, if you want to follow me online, you can find my blog at techleader.pro or follow me on Twitter at techleaderpro. Thanks for your time, take care and have a great week.